0: This is Drive Time Prop, 30 minutes of jam-packed, up-to-the-minute news from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice every weekday. This is Monica Perez.
1: And I'm Brad Binkley.
0: Today's top story continues to be Hurricane Dorian, and the headlines always seem to read, Just missed us. It was a close one. Skirts Florida coast, but don't relax, because the Carolinas are going to get it. First it was Florida, then it was Georgia. They actually have to import the devastation from countries that are just (laughs) not up for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. The Bahamas are devastated. And I, I don't even, you know, we don't live there. I don't know. Maybe their strategy is to have stuff that just collapses. Like that in Japan, old Japan, I used to study Japanese history. Briefly, like I took a class in it. So... The they have like paper walls and stuff because they used to have earthquakes and they're like, we're not building things that can hurt us or we have to rebuild. I'm not suggesting that's what's happening in the Bahamas, but I just feel like they're they're doing everything they can to scare us. And as I mentioned yesterday with Houston, when I lived there and the only deaths were of people in a panic for a hurricane that I I just it didn't even rain that for Hurricane Rita where I was in the heart of Houston. And I just heard on the radio they're reporting the first death from the hurricane in whatever state it was, U.S. state, because an old man was up on a ladder trying to batten down the hatches because he was, like, worried about the hurricane, and he fell off the ladder. And they're like, that's the hurricane casualty. I'm like, that's not a hurricane casualty. Like, you scared that guy into doing something he was really not capable of doing because he was in a panic
1: yeah, it, they manifest reality on it. They say still bracing, still bracing for the hurricane and then they turn around and say all this bracing is definitely caused by climate change. So they just create their own stories.
0: That is definitely what they're doing and they I think there's more it is absolutely climate change. I read a an article recently about climate change being the cause of of like all all the tragedies, all the Um, natural disasters like volcanoes, you know, (laughs) like that. we're going to get to where we're actually conquering the center of the earth with our climate change. But there's been, it has been in the news quite a bit. I was actually kind of surprised because I am so much more haunted by that story of the boat fire from yesterday. And I listened to, I just investigated a little bit, mostly because you had said the 911 call said the doors were locked. And that just didn't sound right to me because I figured like the super, super hot fire collapsed onto the passageway and that they felt it was locked, but they just couldn't get through. And then I did investigate today and it said that there are no locked doors. It's actually curtains. Like there's just no way they were locked in, but I heard the, the owner of the – I guess one, of the co-founder, co-owner died in the thing, and the other owner – I assume that they were partners. I mean they were both listed as owners of this thing. Ken Curtis, he was on – I think it was – well, it was some cable news, and he just like did not – he seemed less upset than I was. Like that just – I'm sure he wasn't, but I'm just saying like it's so weird because people do like – people guys get arrested for their wives murders because they're not like freaked out enough when the cops come by even if they're innocent but that's the impression this guy gave me and he but he made a really good point he said divers everywhere are just thinking this could have been me and i think that's why it upset me so much because i've been on a liveaboard i've i scuba dive from time to time but it never occurred to me that it was dangerous on the boat and I was trying to think what could have done it, because there's no way, like, the engine was on the deck. You know, the engine had to have been below them. I thought maybe a cooking stove. This guy said there, uh, the NTSB is investigating, he said, possible explanations are that people were charging their phones. And, you know, I had just been thinking yesterday, as a matter of fact, by some cosmic coincidence, that I have a Swedish friend who won't plug the phone in while she's sleeping. She said, oh, iPhones catch on fire. I was like, that's ridiculous. But that was a thing, right?
1: Yeah, they get really hot and they catch yeah. fire.
0: And I know I uh, uh, those batteries, what are they called? Not ionized batteries, but like um, lithium. Yeah. Lithium ion batteries. I think that's probably, I, I mean, I think that's a good speculation on what brought that Malaysian plane down batteries are dangerous and these kind of things that I mean we just don't think about them in this country I think because regulations I mean I'm not touting regulations you know it's not necessarily regulations but tort law common law after the fact not prior restraint on behavior but consequences for negligent behavior do actually result in better behavior, which is why I like the common law system. I like the tort law system. But this kind of thing doesn't usually happen in the United States because people are hypervigilant. Boat companies, the manufacturers would be hypervigilant. Anyway, that story upset me something terrible. It's still haunting me. And it just shows you how little airtime. I mean, 34 people died a horrible, tragic, terrible death with video and I mean, but you're not hearing the victims' families. You're not getting profiles of each victim one by one. It's not on CNN round the clock. I mean, it's just such a demonstration of how they choose the stories that they—I I mean, that Grandma Cries went around the world to emphasize the devastation of this hurricane. And this devastating story— doesn't have any political aim, so it doesn't get that- it's not just for voyeurism people were like oh if it if it if it bleeds, it leads it's like it's not it's not really about that it's not about what people are voyeuristic about seeing so and i I did want to make one comment about the Dorian thing that uh whenever there's a big fear scare catastrophic event, whatever. People complain about price gouging. They call it price gouging, that you charge way too much for your stuff and people need it. But price gouging is actually a great thing because people will save resources in anticipation of increasing need and they will dole them out in response to the need that is reflected in the price people are willing to pay. So if you know a bottle of water is going to be a hundred dollars tomorrow, you should not sell it for a dollar today. People will just chug it. But if you, I mean, everyone's just going to drink as much water as if it's normal, wait until people are really paying dearly for it. Then everyone will conserve the resources. They will be doled out according to need when they are needed. It's a way to preserve resources and pricing natural pricing mechanism is – this was Hayek's, I think, information theory. Hayek's information theory is like the most important contribution of a libertarian thinker, is it's the source of all wealth. Hoppe gets into it too, whose birthday was Monday. Uh, He gets into it too where like all wealth is created – surplus wealth is created by the correct allocation of resources. The greatest contributor to surplus wealth is cost accounting where you could – Identify the value of the inputs and pricing, which you could identify the value of the end product. And as as people's individual decentralized preferences reflect whether they buy at that price or not, or manufacture at that price or whatever, or not, that information gets into the price. And when the price changes, if if the, if the cost to supply it is not equal to the, cost, the price people are willing to pay, it stops getting made, and something that does cross those lines, that does intersect with value, supply and demand, it's so simple, does get produced. So price gouging is actually the best way to conserve resources when an unexpected interruption in production or supply is afoot.
1: And people get so offended by it, by the notion that we should have a little bit of self-control and just not completely indulge just unrelentlessly all the time. That's a
0: good point. Like everybody wants everything all the time, and if they don't get it, they get pretty upset, like emotional. The screens promote that too. Like my kids have no patience for waiting.
1: I saw a study where it said patience was at an all-time low. I can't remember the exact numbers or anything, but that, also that story about the the boat is there could be a lesson there if it is connected to the the iPhone devices. They could warn people about that because those things no doubt get hot. I touched my TV the other day, which is a smart TV, and it's like the thing was on fire. It was a little Apple device. It was plugged into. I it, it had to. I couldn't believe I'd had it on that long. There and, were probably
0: at least thirty five of them in that boat. Yeah. So and and what happens here? Sorry, what happened to this? I
1: went to touch the back of the TV, which is yeah. plugged into a smart like Apple mm-hmm, device mm-hmm. and it, it burned my hand. It was so hot. Oh my hot. gosh. And I unplugged it. It's been unplugged. Yeah, wow. And you know, you feel your Apple plug if when your computer's been in for a while. And it, it's I mean, if you're cold, you know, you can warm up with these things. They're so hot. They're clearly so, dangerous.
0: So when you say, Siri, you're hot, you're it's, really yeah. not coming on to Siri. No, it's not I've... sexual
1: assault. <laughs> Even though Siri will give you a lecture on sexual harassment if you say that. Right. And
0: you're just like, well, my house is burning down. Right. Thanks anyway. Exactly. <laughs> Wake up.
1: Yeah. So speaking of climate change, there has been an onslaught. We we have been assaulted by climate change stories far more than we have by a hurricane over the past week and the past month. And today specifically, there's just been story after story linked to climate change, and it's all leading up to this CNN Major town hall event tonight Which is going to be a seven hour town hall Where the ten remaining Democrat candidates are going to be coming in And they're all going to be delivering the exact same Message using different language The language of their base And different types of appeals There's going to be the identity politics appeal There's going to be the for the grandchildren appeal The old people messed everything up The the young people have to do it There's going to be a lot of climate catastrophe Climate emergency things said There's going to be Beto O'Rourke saying a lot of swear words related to it. We're going to hear all of the talking points tonight. So, you can play a drinking game if you want, but this is not this is in service for a bigger thing going on. This is in service for at the end of the month, this is climate change month. It is a UN climate summit that's going to be happening in New York on September 23rd, and that's what this is building to. And all of these stories about the Amazon, which has just fallen out of the news, stories about dog algae, which is dangerous, but it's not necessarily new. They've been stories. Oh, yeah. Wait. The Amazon thing. Aren't we all going to choke to death in like a week? Our lungs, the world's lungs are gone (laughs) and nobody cares anymore. Chris Cuomo said something like gave me the impression
0: that he was saying, how many weeks of oxygen do we have left? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, we forgot about that story in our lunch. We forgot about the
0: the asteroid plummeting to the Earth in a matter of minutes. Like, oh, whatever. What's on TV? I'm bored with that one
1: yeah we have all these different types of appeals to to capture these different these different groups, and all these stories have been in the news so that people can care about this this event tonight and engage in it and then they want people to they, we're going to take a little break for September eleventh and then they 'll further engage in the u n summit because they want to they want to get us back in the paris climate accord and that's what all these stories are for so when you hear all these candidates – oh, by the way, almost every candidate in that climate summit tonight came out with their like $15 trillion climate plan to stop climate change.
0: And you know the the upshot of that, it might actually – the climate thing might be in service to the modern monetary theory. So when they come out with these insanely impossible-to-pay-for – Plans. They're just like, oh, haven't you heard of modern monetary theory? Right. You just print the money. Yeah, yeah. What are you stupid?
1: Absolutely, I completely agree. They're getting it to where it's normal to associate. Wow, we just need to throw another fifteen trillion dollars at climate change instead of normally that would be like, whoa, what does fifteen trillion dollars even you mean?
0: Understand why that's insanely regressive. That is the source of of the growing wealth gap. Do you? Did I, I've probably thrown it out there, but not explained it. I've heard you talk about it
1: before, but... It's
0: really worth explaining.
1: Yeah, go for it.
0: If you, if... Okay, so say there's $100 worth of stuff in the country, and you're a worker, and I'm a worker. We don't own any of the stuff. We work for the guys who own the stuff. So you get paid a dollar a year, and those guys own $100 worth of stuff. So the government comes out, and they say, oh, we're doubling the amount of money there is. So we're... So they buy the stuff. (laughs) They put twice as much money out there. So now they're paying you to make more stuff with money they just wrote on a piece of paper. So now what you're earning, that $1 you're earning, is one two hundredth of the value in the world not one 100 mm-hmm. but the guys who own all the stuff who have to sell the stuff can now get two dollars for what previously was one dollar worth of stuff so it's like too much money tra- chasing too few goods makes inflation go up but your prices your wages do not go up that's what Keynes said about sticky wages It's like we have to so it's keynesian monetary theory you we have to increase the money supply so that the value of the assets increases without the wages increasing as fast you're not going to be able to get more work out of people for less money they just won't buy it so if you just increase so now all those guys are worth 200 bucks and you are still making one buck i'm absolutely certain that was not a very well explained thing but That's how it works, but that's why it's the source of the wealth gap, whereas if you look in the 19th century, you see that the wages went up, but the prices of the assets stayed the same. So you could buy more milk with your dollar a year, not less like it is now.
1: Yeah, and that's why AOC says – Why are we asking how we're going to pay for it? This is the biggest catastrophe, existential crisis the world has faced. We're going to hear existential crisis a lot. And.
0: But the Amazon fires are an existential crisis. That all, we will not uh, exist right. if those fires burn. So
1: all of these talking points, these hits we've had over the past month, the dog algae, the the Amazon, the hurricane, they will all be spoken of tonight. They will all be factored in by someone in this little town hall. And we'll also hear the identity politics angle that disparaging communities have been more affected by climate change than others. So You're gonna,
0: right, though, also about the Bahamas and all that. That is – Showing that we don 't care because it 's people of color, not yep. that we don 't care because they 're not our citizens, and we can 't help them, yeah. <laughs> you know like they have their own government
1: they had a whole brook they live panel in the middle of the ocean I, yeah exactly <laughs> we don 't and I got some clips that we 're going to play in the propaganda report later today that actually oh, show the world uh, global agenda for this a funny funny aspect of that story is that Andrew yang. He came out and said, we should postpone this climate thing until – what, so we can focus on the hurricane. I'm like, that's the whole reason they've been focusing on the hurricane is so that they could pr- put this in people's minds and make people care about it. Maybe Yang doesn't know that. He oh, probably yeah, I does. saw that.
0: Yes, that, it's absolutely like come full circle. It's like the, the snake eating its own tail.
1: Yeah, and when I say they just – these candidates just came out with their – trillion-dollar plans. I mean, yesterday and this morning, Booker, Elizabeth Warren, Joe Biden, like five of them all announced trillion-dollar plans, and they're all the same plan this morning and yesterday.
0: I actually do believe that the a big push behind all of these programs is wasting money. If you really look at like grants and stuff, they waste money because we really, I do not think that we, I think we just have enough. Like, we don't have to We just have too much. And if we started absorbing that money on the level of the regular person, we wouldn't really have fiscal insecurity. We wouldn't have physical insecurity. We would start having power. We would start having free time and be able to go to DC. They really need to just absorb all the surplus wealth. Not even because they want to have it, but they need to make sure we do not have it. Yeah. And that thing about all the people having like Andrew Yang does UBI and Williamson does whatever woo woo stuff. Yeah. It's, it's market segmentation so they can get, yeah, they can get each person. They can, it's what, Cambridge Analytica used to do. And it's not just for the hearts and minds. It's also for the wallets.
1: Exactly. That's a fun way to watch it. If you do watch it tonight, I don't recommend that or anything. But watch the different <laughs> language they use and think about the audiences they're trying to speak and to. And color
0: code. Like you can color code the different there you go. people what, they, what they're standing for. So, And then you can predict what they're going to say. That's the fun part.
1: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So Joe Biden – Hey, There's an update to the Joe Biden story. Joe Biden made some, quote, gaffes the other day when he was telling a story about a military war story on the campaign trail about some soldiers he pinned a medal on, which was basically wholly made up. And an update on that is Biden has come out and defended himself. He said that – Details matter in defending his statements, telling an inaccurate story. Details matter in terms of whether you're trying to mislead people. And I wasn't trying to mislead anybody, Biden told reporters. My point is I was there. The fact is the point I was trying to make, I'd make it again.
0: Okay, I have to just say. Yeah. This idea that intention is an element of a crime, because that's what he's saying – is not correct, and it's something they're doing to make, like, a hate crime, domestic terrorism, mm-hmm. stuff like that, put you in jail about your thoughts. The elements of a crime are your intention to do the thing, your mens rea, your idea of whether you want to do the thing. It's the actus reus you have to do. So your intention of, like, what's in your heart doesn't matter. You have to mean to say it. He meant to say it. Of course, yeah. mean. You know what I mean, like, and this isn't like a an attack on our foundational understanding of of like civil right and wrong.
1: It's brainwashing.
0: Yeah, it's not moral. See, morally, you are responsible for that stuff, but civilly, they're actually using this in in the courts of law to. That's what hate crime is. It's about yep, the, exactly. you do the same thing. You yeah, need to do the point. same thing, but where your heart is is gets you worse sentence yeah and that in my opinion violates the distinction between church and state in the first amendment
1: that's a great point i think i had not connected that to hate crimes but it's not just biden who's helping him push this it's the media as well stephen colbert during his set last night his opening set he came out and he defended biden he started off by making a joke by saying biden told this great story problem is it was 100% inaccurate and then he told the the Washington Post's posts he quoted them talking about where they said in the space of 3 minutes Biden got the period the location the heroic act the type of medal and the military branch he got all of them wrong uh, and his role in the ceremony and then here is what Stephen Colbert's joke was and look, when you hear that, that's really one thing to say about Joe Biden. And he paused, and then he said he'd be a much better president than Donald Trump because Donald Trump would have gotten it wrong because he was lying and then he would have given himself a medal for it. So, it's okay that, that, that Biden did it.
0: <laughs> you know, it's funny because it's ridiculous, but that's not why what, you know, he, they disguise this stuff in the form of jokes. Mm-hmm. They act like it's it's like when someone says something mean to you and says just kidding. And I'm like, you know, it's not kidding if it's not funny. it's right. just exactly. mean. Yeah. <laughs> you know it's just stupid. It's just political commentary that you you're you have that what you've described that open mind that allows like jokes to go in mm-hmm. because you're ready for a laugh and it just makes you so susceptible that little like gray matter is just waiting to absorb the point and there he deposits it. Right. And you take it and
1: you clap. Yeah.
0: And you do. Yeah, exactly. And
1: they get one more assist on this from Snopes, who did a fact check on whether or not the (laughs) proven inaccurate story that Biden told was was, or was not from his heart was true. Exactly. (laughs) Here's what Snopes put the question. Did Joe Biden tell a false story about a war hero? Some details of an incident that happened were wrong, but the central aspects of the story weren't wow. false. It said, so what's true? In recounting the story about a grief-stricken soldier who tried to refuse a medical pen, Biden got key details wrong. But Biden's story is not false, as it was reported, because the underlying recollection of pinning a medal on a grieving soldier – was a real occurrence, was based on a real occurrence.
0: Then he needs to say, if I recall correctly, because if I said something that I knew was true about Joe Biden, even though it didn't really happen, like Joe Biden smelled my hair and right. came right up behind me. Joe Biden did that. I mean, he didn't really do it, but he would. You know, It's a greater have truth. Done. So when he sues me for slander, yeah. I'm going to say, well, I wasn't. It's not that he did it, it's that everybody, you know, in my heart, I believe that he would have done it
1: if my hair
0: smelled good.
1: Uh, If you're on the left, then the greater truth that you're speaking is never undermined by the inaccurate details, while if you're on the right, the inaccurate details (laughs) will always prove that you're an evil liar.
0: I was reading an article about gun control the other day, and it said, it said, the Democrats came out with solid plans to address this problem the Republicans typically offered thoughts and prayers. This was like in the yeah, New York times, yeah. you know what I mean? This wasn't like in salon and this was a, as if it were a news <laughs> article, yeah, <right. laughs> but I heard, I heard rush saying today that Brit Hume, he played a clip of Brit Hume saying, you know, this problem with Biden, they aren't gaffes. He has age related memory loss. And I'm thinking, yeah, you're just, you're just, fig- you know, we all know that's what they're going for. That's the dialectic, gaffe, or Alzheimer's, and I say there's a third thing, which is this intentional deception. Maybe by extension, implicating Trump, blah blah blah.
1: Yeah, this is saying if this per if person A lies to you, they're still telling the truth. If person B lies to you, they are evil.
0: But it does. I do think that there is that that further thing that you are now cr- criminally liable for that. Yeah for that distinction and that's absolutely not not right.
1: You had something about Mattis?
0: Oh, yeah, I want to talk about Brexit too. Just Mattis, I said yesterday about how he talked about the threat of tribalism and Dean tweeted me something and then ran I think it was I think Dean got it first and then Rand Paul said it like are you kidding me? You You are in favor of endless wars. Why are we still in Afghanistan? And Mattis is like, "That's not right. Soldiers are the last ones to want endless war, and it's not our fault. Foreign powers have put us in this position." I'm paraphrasing Biden style. None of that might actually (laughs) have happened. I don't know. No, I just this is like I was just skimming headlines, read Dean's tweet because I am not going to have that defense. They're not going to be like, oh, she didn't mean it. She's a good person. She's a libertarian, and she thinks that the conspiracies are sometimes true at the highest levels, like everybody else knows they're true at the lowest levels, yeah. but she was just, you know, we like people like that. Therefore, she's good, and it's okay. Yeah. That's that's not what my trial's going to go like. <laughs> not at all.
1: You don't get the New York Times treatment where it's okay to lie and okay to be bad.
0: Right. I it would say typically of a conspiracy, they're typical of a libertarian. Yeah. Like, you know. <laughs> mean, hateful, wanting to cause harm. So the Brexit thing, there is, the Brexit thing is big news. Uh, The rebels, so here's the funny thing about Brexit, is that there's the rebels, Brexit rebels, who are Tories. They're in the conservative party. Like Boris Johnson is the Trump, and he wants Brexit because he's a populist. And then there are the never-Brexits people inside his party, They're called the rebels. They're they're what we would call never Trumpers. And they joined with the opposition, which is labor, to pass a bill in parliament that you can't have a no deal. You can't crash out on October 31st as scheduled. But Boris Johnson had gotten the queen to sign a suspension of parliament – which starts Monday. So they're doing this crazy dramatic thing and then Barrs Johnson might have dug his own grave because he's so stupid because they'll have passed this thing they have till Monday like the lords and stuff have to vote on it and all that stuff. So they'll have all this stuff to uh they'll have this they'll have restricted his action and then close down for a month just like our kind of government shutdown. So at the very last minute, there'll be a lot, a lot of drama. Will they get Brexit? Will they not? You know, like why he shut down Parliament to prevent this thing from happening. They just did it before, and now he has no way of a recourse, which is, it's just, it's all very dramatic. I don't, I assume it's not going to happen. Maybe it was there to give him cover to not get a no-deal Brexit. But somebody did ask me what a no-deal Brexit deal, no-deal means, And the no deal means it's a hard crashing out, and there will be no lingering travel or trade or work benefits. Yeah. And then I like
1: how they call it hard crashing out, as though it's just going to be a violent car accident or something. Oh well,
0: Jeremy Corbyn, the labor guy, is saying that Boris Johnson is suppressing information about how food and medicine will be. They'll be. Medical and food crises, I mean, I don't know. They could make that happen. They could—I'm sure the EU isn't like, no, you know. Like, they could definitely—not even with a deal, but just like an orderly transition. They could do it, but there's a lot of fear-mongering going on. But the—so the no deal would be the crash-out, and the deal would be, like, certain concessions, and they're pinning this all on Ireland, basically. They're saying, if you have no deal, that means there's going to be a hard border between Northern Ireland and regular Ireland— And because the North is UK and the South is EU. And if they have that, then the Irish people are going to be really mad that they can't continue to cross over to their, their brethren. And we're going to have a renewal of the kind of terrorism and tension that we had in the seventies and eighties that, so we can't have a no deal Brexit because that will bring terrorism back to London basically. So that's, what they're saying is the excuse for all this. I do not buy it because my guess is that they're not – their deal isn't strictly limited to that. If they went to the EU and said we just are strictly limiting it to that small area, you can have your guys there, but that's the one area that we're not going to – you know, we guarantee you we will have border patrol around the island itself and, you know, whatever.
1: But I'm They sure want people to be terrified this. of what's going to happen.
0: For sure, but – or. Either, you know, I think maybe they want them to be, I don't see, I don't know. Like, it's just like a Trump thing. They want you to be terrified of the China trade war. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they want a China trade war or the terror, or they want to use it as a collapse, or they want to bring terrorism back to London by actually having them crash out and blaming it all on the Irish people. If you watch the original House of Cards with, that was in England, not the one that's here with Kevin Spacey they used they blew people up and said it was the IRA that's yeah. what f u did in that one so and then they put up cctv like those close those closed circuit cameras were everywhere in london before they were anywhere else in the world and they blamed it all on on the irish yeah so they could bring that back is what i'm saying
1: well Speaking of CCTVs, I saw a, a new robot stripper that has a CCTV as a head, so you can look forward to that. Oh,
0: future... very max headroom.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can find your drive time prop every afternoon at 4 p.m. on thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report feed. And be sure and tune in to the Propaganda Report. Our next episode will be going a little bit deeper on the what's really going on with climate change and some techniques of brainwashing that is really going on right now from a former Soviet propagandist. We will talk to you guys later today and tomorrow.